Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of Financial Flex with Lex. I'm your host, Alex. I hope that you are having a wonderful day. And if you aren't, I hope that from this point on, your day gets better. Um, As for me personally, I've been so tired these last couple of days. I recently got a Fitbit because I wanted to start uh, tracking my calories, like how many calories I was burning at the gym and just, you know, wanting to encourage a more active, healthy lifestyle. So I went ahead and bought the Fitbit Lux. And one of the features it has is like the sleep tracker thing. So every morning I'm always checking like, what's my sleep score? And it's been kind of trash lately. So I don't know if that's the cause of me being so tired or if it's something else. But I mean, it is what it is. Um, I'm trying to see what life updates I have for you. Okay, one, I am shopping like crazy and I think I'm like emotionally shopping like you know how some people are like emotional eaters I am an emotional shopper and I think when things in my life aren't going very well um I shop because it kind of gives me a high for like a hot minute and then I'm like okay but I'm also trying to replace a lot of things that I have in my closet with like new things just because either things are like becoming worn down or there's an item that I've had my eye on for months and I'm just like okay let me just go ahead and pull the trigger like not even for months I've wanted a pair of army fatigue pants (laughs) since high school and literally the other day I was like Alex just buy the pants like just buy them so things like that but I need to chill out because it's really not that great for me to be doing um so that's one thing I need to really work on and exercise some self-control another thing that I've been doing lately which is a good thing not a bad thing is I've been taking um I've been doing things every day that sparks joy or just gives me a sense of happiness or just makes me feel more connected to me I think over the last couple of months I've just been starting to lose myself a little bit and not feel very um I've just been asking myself some very deep life questions like what is like the meaning of my life where do I want my life to go like like I'm just questioning pretty much everything in my life right now and so I've just been trying to take some time to get out of the house and just do things that I don't know make me feel more like me and just like make me happy or joyful even though that's more joy is more of like a state of being in my mind I don't know I'm just trying to like do things I have trips planned with friends and just small little things here and there that I have to look forward to so that's been really nice and something that um is really important to me as I try to work on my mental health which brings me to my next life update is that I start therapy next week and I'm so excited so I've been wanting to get into therapy I want to say for the last like five or six years and for one reason or another I just never did and then um the last year I was like okay I'm actually gonna like look for a therapist and the ones that I was interested in they weren't taking on any new patients so I finally got referred to this one therapist and I got put on the waiting list so I waited for about a month and I finally was able to get on her schedule so I am so excited to start this journey um because I think I do a really good job now at keeping myself in check when it comes to my mental health and when I feel like I'm spiraling or just feeling like 
depressed. Um, so I just know I, I know the signs like when I start to feel like this overwhelming sense of nothingness for absolutely no reason when I can't get out of bed when I'm really cranky when I start thinking these crazy intrusive thoughts I'm like okay Alex like I'm very aware of these things happening and so I try to um kind of nip that in the bud before it gets worse um so I think that going through therapy will definitely help me grow as a person hopefully uncover and kind of give me some will uncover some things that maybe I've just been like bottling inside and not really dealing with um and then also just being able to like give me tools to better, I don't know, just live like a healthier, happier, more fulfilled life. So I'm really excited about that. And I'll definitely keep you guys updated on my journey um, because it's a financial podcast. I will say that I'm paying $100 a session, which for me right now is feasible. I don't know how often I'll be going hopefully I'll be able to go at least twice a month I think that might be good but we'll see I'll I'll, um keep you guys posted on that um outside of that you guys I have nothing else going on in my world so with that being said let's get into today's episode Before I introduce today's guest, I do just want to say that the thoughts, views, anything that's expressed on this podcast are solely that of my own and don't reflect my employer. Um, I'm just a girl who loves talking about personal finance, nothing more, nothing less. If you enjoy this podcast, feel free to give me a five-star rating and review. I would appreciate it so much and share it with your network. Um, Let's spread the love a little, you know? On today's episode, we have Kelly from Health and Kelness. She is a certified personal trainer, a nutritional therapist practitioner. She is all about health and wellness and doing what's best for your body. Um, on today's episode, we discuss how um, wellness and financial, like personal finance, go hand in hand. You need some self-discipline with both of them. You need motivation at times. So we discuss how those intertwine and intersect. She also shares some tips on how to not break the bank when wanting to live a healthier lifestyle, whether that's wanting to eat healthier or start working out. Um, So she shares tips on how to do that. And she also dives into her entrepreneurship journey and what caused her to leave corporate America and, you know, start her own uh, business. So I really appreciate Kelly for coming on and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. All right, let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Um, My name is Kelly Bernardi and I am local to the Atlanta area. I've been here my entire life, but I am a certified personal trainer a health coach, and then I just finished up school with the NTA to become a nutritional therapy practitioner. So I'm in particularly, in particular, very passionate about women's health, um, helping women get to the root cause of certain issues, whether it's hormonal imbalances, gut health, um, you know, learning how to sync their cycle with workouts, things like that. Just very passionate about root cause, functional approach to medicine and um, health in general. So Super excited about the future of where my business is going to go. But if you're interested in following along, I'm on Instagram at health and kelness um, with an underscore at the very end. But super excited to be here and chat with Alex today. And let's do it. Let's get this party started. 
Yes, love that. Uh, I will say before we like dive into the questions, your at-home workouts got me and my husband through quarantine. We were doing them in our apartment. They were so good. And I still use like a lot of the moves. I, I believe I bought like a guide that you had put out at the time. And I still use all of those moves like at the gym when I work out. So thank you for that. <laughs> yes, of course. I'm so glad. I, I didn't maximize the quarantine situation as much as I probably could have with just growing a following on the fitness side, but was really grateful to have people that would still do the, the workout. So I'm glad you got your good sweat in. <laughs> yes. So before we dive into, I guess, more of the hard hitting questions, I do just have an icebreaker for you. So if you had to sing all the words to a song for a million dollars, what would it be? So I was thinking about this one and honestly a little hard because I feel like I just mess up the words I think I know them but then I never actually know them you know what I'm saying so the first one that came to me for a funny answer was the song tequila have you ever heard of that no it's literally one word the word is tequila in the song and that is it and it's just said four different times so when I said when I was like thinking I was like that's my answer because it's easy you won't mess it up but the other one was probably Florida Georgia Line song Cruise because I sang that when that came out in my college years. That was like the song that I sang every single day with my friends. And I just feel like I would, I would just innately know those lyrics very easily. So love that. I feel like tequila can't mess it up. Super simple, easy way to win a million dollars. So exactly. <laughs> that makes sense. As you stated earlier, like in your intro that you are a certified, um, oh my gosh, not, I was going to say certified financial planner, but no, you are a certified That's personal, right. yeah, <laughs> you're a certified personal trainer. Um, you just finished up your, can you remind me the nutritional like practitioner? Yes. It's called yeah. a nutritional therapy practitioner. Okay. So you've just wrap that up. So let's take it back. When did you start to make fitness more of like a habit or like lifestyle? I actually didn't really do any regimented fitness when I was kind of until I was really in college. I was very active growing up. I did all the sports and also all the all the things, gymnastics, soccer, tennis, um, all that kind of stuff, but never really saw the, the gym or, you know, having those structured workouts is something that I was enjoying. Most of it was because I was very self-conscious about sweating in front of people. And so I wouldn't want to go to the gym. And so in college, I finally kind of broke out of that a little bit. I took a class my senior year to do a running class. And that's kind of what got me into just the way that exercise made me feel and how it gave me more energy and really just kind of, you know, overall, overall was great for your health. And so that's kind of what kickstarted my journey. And then I went into a corporate role after school and saw some changes within my body. And I was doing some other, you know, I had personally tried birth control for the first time, did not have a great experience. And so realized I really wanted to kind of just take a step back and get back into my normal routine that I was kind of doing. So I started to train at Orange Theory for a while and then really kind of have been in the boutique thing multiple times before. And then now I just do pretty much small group training and in the nutrition side. So really was never always a thing. I think the health and passion behind that was always in my life, but never really as regimented as it's been probably since the past five or six years. Gotcha. That makes sense. And so with having more of like a structured routine, 
there's a lot of discipline involved, like being able to wake up each morning, eat well, go to the gym, you know, however often that, like I said, comes with a lot of discipline. And I feel like similar habits with working out can kind of be applied to managing your money. So I'd love to know like which comes easier to you being disciplined with money or working out. As much as it might think it would be working out, it's actually the money. I just have always been very conscious with money. My parents raised me in that way. And what they, we would have meetings on credit cards and what they do and how to use them and, and also how to create, you know, the different accounts and how to invest money. So I was very grateful that my, um, my dad in particular is a businessman and always kind of made sure we were very educated in the, in the money way and kind of how to set ourselves up for success. So I would say that those traits are very ingrained in me and exercise. I'm a little bit more flexible with exercise. I do just really want to move my body. I'm not trying to get so strict with myself in terms of doing, you know, intense workouts every day. I really just try to get out on walks and, you know, even if I'm just moving around the house, really just kind of focusing on that in an overall perspective, but they definitely do go hand in hand for sure. Well, I definitely thought you were going to say working out. So that's surprising to me. That's awesome, though, that your parents were able to kind of like teach you good money habits, you know, from a young or or early on from a young age. Absolutely. Super awesome. Do you think that the discipline a person has to, you know, work out is the same discipline someone can have when it comes to managing their finances? I do. I think that that is definitely there are similar habits. I think the biggest thing is you just have to break down your goals, right? I think the overarching word, whether it's save money or invest or get healthier or work out more is a such a, it's an overloaded term and it's, there's a lot to unpack and everyone kind of, you know, achieves success in those areas at different rates. So I think really making sure that you have SMART goals set up for yourself, which stands, which is the acronym for um, specific, measurable, accurate, realistic, and timely. So that way you're able to really kind of break down those goals a little bit, whether it's, you know, okay, this week I'm going to go and sign up for a debit account or whatever it is. And then this week I'm going to go and move my body for three days minimum for 30 minutes each day, right? Like just thinking through specific ways that you can achieve those goals. Cause I think when people jump into anything and there's not a measurable thing to, to go with, you give up and you just stop doing it. You get frustrated. You start to just kind of revert back to your old habits. Um, I definitely think too, having accountability partners and mentors along the way that can help you in these areas to be successful. And I think it's just so rewarding when you follow through on the commitments that you make to yourself. So no matter what that is, you know, whether it's eating more vegetables or it's going to the gym or saving, you know, $10 a week just to kind of kickstart your savings. Like I think anything that you do and actually follow through on makes you want to do it more. So if you're able to really just start baby steps and then work your way up and you'll eventually create those habits. 100%. I love how you said pretty much like create goals, like get specific. I think a lot of times, whether it's with working out or becoming better with money, we automatically go straight to the end goal. We're like, okay, well, I want to look like this, or like, I want to have this much saved, or I want to pay off this much. And then 
it starts to become overwhelming because you're like, oh my goodness, like how am I even going to get there or like whatever. But I think when you have goals, it just makes things more attainable and it allows you to have a little bit more grace with yourself because it's like, okay, you have this goal of I'm going to move my body three days a week for 30 minutes. And let's just say maybe you only did it for two out of the three days. It's kind of like, okay, well, two is better than nothing. And then, you know, at next week, I'll definitely try to hit that three. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think it's all, it's, and again, like you said, it's, you got to give yourself grace. You're not going to be perfect all the time, but you're working your way towards that goal. And I think even like, if you're somebody who likes data and, you know, personally wants to see your progress, you know, having a calendar to write off or check things off that you've been doing. So at least like, if you feel down on yourself at any point, you can go back and look and be, you know, impressed that you did keep up with. 75 or 80% of the goals that you wrote down. And I think that people and humans in general, that's a pretty good, you know, number to give yourself for. So I think that that the perspective is, is amazing. Yeah, I agree. So what steps do you think people can take to develop discipline or be able to hold themselves accountable to their goals? Um, so kind of like with the last one, just a little bit with kind of breaking it down, making sure that they're creating actionable steps for themselves. I do think that again, having an accountability partner, a mentor, something along those lines would be super great. And really just, again, finding kind of what you're passionate about, you know, don't do things to do them, making sure that you really want to be doing this. And I think, and the biggest thing I think is to know your why, why are you even doing these things in the first place? right? If you want to save money, yes, that's, I think, something everyone should do because you just never know. But also, if you want to travel or you want to make sure you can get your kids through college or you want to have a retirement, you know, an early retirement age or whatever your goals are, I think just having a really deep why makes a big difference and kind of helps you to backtrack and then create those steps based on that bigger purpose. Speaking of like wise. Um, I know that you're an entrepreneur. So what steps or like what events led you to make that decision? And then also, I know you do like a bunch of different things. Like I know you do like you are a trainer. I know that you do host like live events and things like that. So if you don't mind kind of like running through all that you do and then, you know, sharing what led you to, to take this like career path. For sure. Um, I do. I, I juggle quite the amount of balls people would tell me, but I love it. And I think it's great to have a variety of interests. I even on social media, you know, you'll come to me initially for probably nutrition advice, fitness workouts, whatever. But you'll see that I love posting about DIY projects. I love doing, you know, grocery shopping and lists. I love doing travel, stuff like that. So Finding the variety there, I think, is important too, especially when you come from a nutrition space. You want to feel relatable to people and want to feel like you, you know, aren't just sitting at home thinking about what food is going in your mouth all the time. Um, but I pretty much do personal training now. I well, I mostly do small group training, so I work with a few girls. We actually built a home gym, which I'm sitting in right now. And I train my clients here. And then I also do, I do some online training, but not as much anymore. And I also do the in-person events. So that's 
the brand um, inspired ATL. I'm not sure if that's going to be something that I'm going to continue just for the sake of kind of narrowing down my niche a little bit more and focusing on health and wellness a little bit more passionately. But I still want to incorporate what I've learned from doing that into health and wellness if I do go that route. Um, and then the nutrition stuff is super passion, big passion. It's pretty, pretty much the biggest thing that I do. And my goal with that is to take that to the next level with regards to adding in functional testing. So being able to do um, like lab work, such as like gut testing, GI map, HTMA, to really be able to provide more data to clients so that they're able to see exactly what's going on in their body. So they're not just, I'm not just telling them something that they aren't believing, right? I want to make sure to validate what they're feeling and have a more uh, personalized protocol to go off of. So it's definitely been a journey. I started out my account five years ago and I, like I mentioned in the very beginning, I was in corporate right after school um, and just didn't love it. I didn't love it. I was not passionate about sitting at a desk all day long, watching Zoom calls or whatever. So I did not stay very long. I stayed about a year and then left. And I knew in my heart, nutrition was always a big thing for me, especially the functional approach to it. So again, started training at the boutique firms and kind of just got my feel in the industry and then have kind of progressed through different things since then. But um, my dad has an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial uh, passion as well. He has his own rental house company. And so we do have a lot of investment properties in that way. So he's been teaching me a lot about just kind of how to even like start an LLC and to, you know, write off my expenses and save money on taxes and those kinds of things. So he just, my parents have always just been very supportive. And ever since I left corporate, they've just said, we, we know you're going to do great, whatever you're going to do. And I felt like with that support, I, I've i learned a lot of lessons along the way. And there's definitely some things I could have probably done better, but I definitely think I'm right where I'm supposed to be right now. And I am so grateful for the journey. So you mentioned that you had a lot of like support from your family uh, to make the transition from corporate to having to entrepreneurship. But what about like the financial aspect of it all when you decided to um, make that transition was income something that you considered beforehand? Yes, I've always had goals in particular, you know, for things to me, I think for me, I didn't, I was trying not to let that scare me or be a huge, I mean, definitely, I was making sure to cover my bills and of course support myself, but I wasn't trying to stress myself out to meet, you know, insane amounts of success so early on, because as an entrepreneur, it takes time. It takes time to figure out what you want to do. You're going to trial, you're going to trial a bunch of things, you're going to fail. Um, and there were a lot of months where I didn't make a lot of money, but it was just my, you know, again, and I'm married. So thankfully my husband kind of ties those loose ends at times if that, if that ever when that did happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, my parents were always kind of, you know, hey, if you need to have a little padding here and there to kind of help either like, especially if I was to trying to start a new idea or a new business, you know, there's, there's costs involved. And so it's definitely just, okay, they trusted that I would, of course, pay them back. Um, but also, they had faith that I would also hopefully be successful with it. So it definitely has been one of those things where I just, I feel like, people always go for the money and they want to, you know, have that initial be, be an initial goal. And I was just kind of trying not to let that be so much of a priority because it would stress me out. And 
it would make me feel more of like a failure if I wasn't hitting certain markers and that kind of thing. So I definitely have grown thankfully to a place where it's now great, but it's just, it's taken a lot of time to figure it out. And, um, and yeah, so, but yeah. I think the, having financial support from anywhere, whether it's significant other or parent, sister, brother, whatever is definitely helpful. Cause at least, you know, if something doesn't go well or right, you have something to fall back on, but you can always, you know, you will get back up on your feet. So, right. No, for sure. And I appreciate you for saying that, like, it took time, like where you are today didn't happen, you know, in 24 hours, you know, it took like five years and, you know, you're still evolving. And, you know, like you said earlier, kind of narrowing down exactly what you want your brand and what you want your business to be. So I think like people listening just know that it takes time, you know, things don't happen overnight. So it's definitely like a grind for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. I think that if on, I think the way that it can appear, especially on Instagram or whatever, you know, it's just, oh, they're so lucky. They did, they can do whatever they want. Or for example, I don't work on Fridays, but I just use Fridays as kind of like a admin day in the morning and then that's it. But I've worked to be able to do that. And I think it's just, you are going to have a bunch of failures, a bunch of, you know, things that are, and you're going to change and pivot your business so many times. At least I did. I mean, I've tried events, I've tried training, I had an app at one point, you know, I've done a bunch of different things, but again, it's led me to where I am right now. And so you just kind of have to walk the walk. But I think the biggest tip is to never compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 12, right? You just never know where they're at. And also if they're at chapter 12, they could be hurting and they may not show that, right? And so it's, it's not always as good as it seems. So just being uh, consistent with your journey and just it's all going to work out the way it's supposed to. Right. I agree 100%. So looking back, is there any one thing that you would do differently? Off the top of my head, honestly, no, just because again, I just, I'm a believer that everything happens like it's supposed to. And I just feel like I wouldn't be where I'm at. I wouldn't have got chosen to go back to school. I wouldn't have had a specific passion in women's health. I think the way that I do now, um, I don't think I would be my business would be as organized as it is right now than if I didn't have all the things and try all the things in the past. Um, like I said, kind of in the beginning, you know, of course I could always have saved more money or put some more here or there or been more prepared for certain things or, you know, maybe invested in businesses more. I think it's overwhelming too, because you, you obviously need money to make money. And so it's just, I'm always kind of very, I tread very carefully with where I put my money in my businesses because I obviously want a good return. But I think at some point there definitely were moments where I could have probably gone a little deeper and made a bigger return. But um, just in terms of like the events, for example, you know, you spend more money on marketing, you're going to get a bigger turnout, you're going to make more money. And it's just a bunch of that stuff. But just kind of, I was very passionate about kind of keeping things organic and seeing what would happen. So probably would have gone back and done a little bit more of that. Um, but overall, no, I mean, it's just, again, it's my story and it's what has led me to this point. So here I am. Yeah, I love that. Staying true to you. And I will say, um, like the content, because I, I follow you on Instagram and the content that you're doing, like right now, I find very interesting, especially the syncing up your workouts to your cycle. Literally didn't know that was a thing. And then I saw you, I saw you post about it and I've been following along and I'm like, oh my goodness, like this makes so much sense. Cause there are times where I go to the gym and I'm like, I literally like 
don't feel like doing anything. And then I'm like, oh, well, it makes sense because, you know, it's that time of the month for me, like my energy is lower. And then after I'm done, like my energy picks up. So I just want to say thanks for kind of bringing that to the spotlight because that's like the first time I've ever um, heard or seen anything like that. So thanks. Yeah, I love that. No, it's super important. I think women are starting to become so much more empowered, their bodies, learning more about how it actually works and also just giving themselves grace, right? And knowing that, okay, if I don't feel like working out today, it's not because I'm lazy. It's not because I'm a horrible person. It's because I truly just am not hormonally prepared for that. And it's okay. That's how my body is supposed to function. So I'm super passionate definitely about kind of helping women become more in tune with that and incorporating the fitness element into my nutrition program. So I will never always give it up entirely, but it'll just be kind of a one-stop shop kind of thing. What do you think are some cost-effective ways to live a healthier lifestyle? I think that a lot of people, when it comes to grocery shopping or finding a gym, a lot of, it gives people pause, like the financial aspect of it all. Because when you think like, oh, I need to eat healthy, you think like organic, or I'm going to be spending like $300 or $200, $300 on like groceries. And then you think about going to a gym and you're like, oh, well, maybe I don't want to pay $10 a month for Planet Fitness. Like maybe I want to spend like 70 bucks a month to go to like LA Fitness because they have more and maybe I'll be more motivated, things like that. So um, what do you think are some cost-effective ways people can, or sorry, I'm like fumbling. You're good. <laughs> so what are some cost-effective ways for people to live a healthier lifestyle? You think? I just had a series episode on my Instagram about this as well. So if anyone's listening, wants to go listen to that. It was, um, with my friend Jenna, but we talked about how it's called budgeting. I think it's nutrition lifestyle on a budget or something like that but um but we also talked about you know just kind of like how stress plays away and busy being busy and those kinds of things so if that's an interest definitely go listen there but some of the things you know cost effective from a fitness standpoint you don't have to have a bunch of equipment to be successful with fitness truly you don't and it's I think the biggest thing is just that motivation factor you know you have to kind of want to go do it but that kind of starts with just that baby step of getting yourself in the door and then you'll hopefully pick up a habit of going and how that makes you feel. Um, But I do think that people just put so much pressure on these boutique memberships and all that kind of thing. And I think you can do so much with at-home dumbbells and some kettlebells and, you know, whatever. You don't necessarily have to have a big thing. And then on the other side of that, you know, there's, there's what's called neat movement. So it's non-exercise activity thermogenesis, and we do not put enough priority on that every day. So if you look at a structured workout over here for an hour, and then you have neat movement throughout the day, which is going to be technically whatever, whatever is not non-structured or whatever is not structured. So things like doing laundry, going for a walk or doing yard work, you know, even doing some simple squats, like while you're just cooking dinner, that is what honestly is more valuable to your body because you're moving consistently over a period of time versus just a one workout for one hour type of situation. So a lot of people, you know, they'll go work out, but then they'll sit all day on their screen and they'll never get up again. So sure, they got a workout in, but they haven't been consistently moving throughout the day. So really just kind of, I think, reframing your approach to fitness and allowing yourself not only to give yourself grace, but also to just think about moving in general 
and also in a way that makes you feel good and makes you happy. You know, just because your friend's doing Orange Theory does not mean you have to do that. So go do walking or yoga or Zumba, whatever it is. And, you know, the nutritional component is huge as well. So in that case, you know, I think a lot of times for people, you know, you don't have to shop at Whole Foods to be healthy either. You, there, there's plenty of uh, grocery stores. Like, for example, in Atlanta, we have places like Aldi. There's like big bargain places or wholesale like Costco. There's Kroger, there's Publix, you know, there's even Trader Joe's. There's places that you can go and definitely be more cost-effective. I think to trying to create meals that you can use multiple times. So if you're going to have a dinner and you're making like one of my favorites is stuffed peppers. We don't make two peppers. We make six or seven peppers or eight, whatever. So we have lunches for the rest of the week, but you only need one set of ingredients for that kind of meal. So thinking through things like that. Um, and then also not putting your so much priority on having to follow or eating organically. I think it's helpful if you can, but definitely just trying to get in more whole nutrient dense foods in any capacity is going to be so much better for your health all, overall. Um, so, you know, and I'd rather you eat an apple than a Snickers bar in my opinion, but definitely, you know, still enjoying that Snickers bar at times, but just really focusing on that. And I think a lot of the stuff in our, in my business as well, is foundational based. So, you know, Yes, we can do supplements. Yes, we can do testing. Yes, we can do all the things, but in nutrition, you can't do it all and you're going to drown yourself financially to try to achieve it all. So what are the foundational things that you're able to control, which is things like sleep, you know, stress management. Are you moving daily? Are you eating those whole foods? Are you, you know, in toxic relationships or do you have people that are supportive for you? You know, what are the foundational things in our health? Are you having fun? Are you getting outside every day? Whatever. I think that really adds up because people tend to go for the shiny objects, the quick pills, whatever it is, and they do drown financially and they're not also getting answers. It's just making things more complicated. So I think if that would be my biggest tip would just be, you know, start with the foundational stuff and swap things out kind of slowly. Um, don't go all into anything. You'll never be successful. Definitely go with that slow and baby step approach. And as we talked about before too, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. So just be patient with the process. The little things that we don't think matter, matters. So like if you work a desk job, making sure to like get up, walk around the house, you know, even if it's for like 10 or 15 minutes, um, things like that really do make a difference. And I love how you said like, just because your friend is doing Orange Theory doesn't mean that you have to do Orange Theory or whatever it is. Like one of the big things right now on social is like doing Pilates. I feel like everyone is like doing Pilates and it's like, you know, you don't have to feel pressured to go book a like $90 Pilates class for like a day or whatever. Like just go outside, move your body, go for a walk, things like that. Um, do what works best for you with like where you're at right now. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I think meeting people where they're at is so important because we're all in different places, different scenarios, you know, different budgets. And I think, sure, if you say, oh, batch cook items, not everyone likes to cook. So, okay, then maybe in that case, you know, let's go get some organic rotisserie chicken and some whole food vegetables and make a meal that way. But, you know, it's just, um, yeah, it's all about just bio-individual and doing what works best for you. 100%. So, um, I, I'm pretty sure I already know the answer to this, this question, but do you think people need to have a lot of money in order to live a healthy lifestyle? No, I don't. I do think that it, 
definitely very, I think honestly, the more minimal that you are, the better, because when we do get really complex and start questioning everything and wanting to do everything, then it could just cascade to other issues, whether it's, you know, stress and it's just trying to keep up with all the trends or the fads or whatever, or, you know, it's creating distance between you and relationships, whether it's your family or your friends, you know, and maybe they aren't on board with quite what you're doing, you know, whatever it is. I think it's just, you definitely just kind of financially just, again, do whatever you can do and start there. And then hopefully wherever you, your goals are financially, you can hopefully, you know, increase those priorities and, you know, add more habits in as you go. But, but no, I think again, the foundational stuff that's free, like getting out in the sunlight and making sure you're going to bed at a decent hour and not looking at your screen for, you know, until midnight, every single night, you know, reading more books, whatever it is, the things that we just don't want to do. And we want to have this other quick solution so that we don't have to change our lifestyle. People are starting, people have to realize that in order to achieve their goals, they have to make changes. And those are sometimes the hardest things for us to do because they're things we don't want to do. But, you know, going to bed earlier is something that's free, but it just takes discipline. But in the long run, it'll save you money because you will eat better naturally. You'll have more energy. So you're not going to waste more money on things like coffee or energy drinks. You're going to work out more efficiently, right? You're going to save, you might be able to down, downsize your fitness membership because you only need to go, you only need to, you have more motivation on your own to do more things, that kind of thing. So it really all plays a part in the foundational aspect, I think. So my final question for you is if you could leave a message for your future self, what would you say to her? I would just tell her to be proud of what she's done and continue to keep going. I think that you, you know, looking, if I was her looking back, I would definitely just want her to be proud of what's happened and again, give herself grace in any moment that she's in. Um, but if I'm going to give her advice right now, you know, I think it's just keep chasing what you're, you, I think as an entrepreneur, you're going to have moments where you second guess what you're doing, right? You're going to question your past. Oh, I'm not making enough money. Oh, I'm not impacting as many people as I was hoping to, whatever it is. So I think it's just, I just to believe that I'm in, I'm in the zone. I know I'm here for a reason. This is what I was put on earth to do and to just keep finding how to make that sustainable for yourself. Where can the people find you? Yes, for sure. Um, so my Instagram again is health and wellness, health and wellness with a K. Um, and that's it. So it's health and wellness underscore. And then my website is just healthandwellness.com. Um, you can find me pretty much there. And then TikTok is the same handle. So I'm also on there as well, but really, you know, offer kind of variety of services. I'm updating my website currently. So you'll see some new changes there soon, but we'd love to work with you one-on-one, offer any, you know, training, future testing, um, that kind of stuff. But I would definitely love to connect in any way.